right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. Today we're talking all about catchphrases, more specifically a little bit of the bubbly and how it's just sweeping the nation. What is it that makes something go viral? Uh, what is it that makes something popular? And speaking of popular, how about the new Fozzie song, Nowhere to Run? Did over 100,000 views on YouTube in less than two days. If you haven't seen the video, go watch it now. If you haven't heard the song, go to play it for you. Here's the new Fozzie, Nowhere to Run, right here on Talk is Jericho.
right, if you dug the song, hit me up on the Twitter at I am Jericho. Give me your thoughts. And uh, let's get going here with the big show about a little bit of bubbly. And we're sponsored today by Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. All right, uh, it's been an interesting week here um, in in the life of Chris Jericho. But then again, when is it not an interesting week uh, for Chris Jericho? And basically, the whole saga with the AEW Championship title, which we're not going to get into. That's a whole other podcast, which I will do uh, as soon as I'm sure that I'm allowed to illegally. But all of the kind of the pomp and circumstance surrounding the disappearing belt uh, went away almost immediately because of a six-word term. A little bit of the bubbly. And it's the term that's sweeping the nation, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Of course, you've seen it. If you haven't, you've been living under a rock. If you have seen it, uh, you know what it is. And we're going to talk all about it today. So sit down, uh, relax, take off your shoes, pull out a glass, and pour yourself a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, as we're going to talk about how does a catchphrase become a catchphrase? And how does something so ridiculous go viral to where there's literally, uh, I'm not going to say hundreds, but probably at least a hundred edited videos online. And we'll be playing little snippets of them throughout this show of people editing, you know, Silence of the Lambs into a little bit of the bubbly. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a little bit of the bubbly. David Lee Roth songs into a little bit of the bubbly and Queen songs, Elvis Presley, Beatles. Oh yeah, tell you something. I think you'll understand. When I say that something, I want a little bit of the bubbly. You name it. I mean, the, the, something from The Notebook was on there. There's sports franchises. There's nursery rhymes. There's uh, everything. Because you know I'm all about the bubbly. The bubbly. The bubbly. No trouble. I'm all about the bubbly. The bubbly. The bubbly. No trouble. You know, uh, uh, Let the Bubbly Hit the Floor was a great one. And it, it just it nonstop, just one after another after another. Um, so we're going to talk about that because I really want to kind of pieces it out of my own mind exactly what happened to to make this kind of the newest catchphrase for Chris Jericho. I wish I had enough bubbly for the whole pack of you. I would gladly give my life to watch you all swallow it. It's pretty cool. Like over the years, I've been pretty lucky with thinking of different catchphrases. It's something that's very important, I think, in the world of wrestling and maybe not as much now, but back in my day, Everyone had a had a catchphrase, and I think with the advent of kind of the writers in wrestling, 
if my throat sounds a little bit scratchy, it's because I'm on tour and I get a little bit sick too. So please forgive me for that. But I think with those, a lot of writers and it's hard to come up with a catchphrase and the ones that guys have are basically just used to sell t-shirts. Like which catchphrases are the ones that really get over it? Still, if you smell what the rock is cooking and Austin 316 and let me tell you something, brother, and you know, all that sort of stuff. But somebody put together a really cool graphic of kind of the greatest hits of Jericho catchphrase wise. I'm going to read them to you here. I wrote about them in one of my books too, kind of dissecting them, but armbar people still talk about that one. Welcome to Raw's Jericho. Would you please shut the hell up? That was a big one. Um, let's see. Uh, I am the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Ask him. I am the best in the world at what I do. Hypocrites. I don't know if that's really a catchphrase, but the guy put it on here. Never, ever be the same again. You just made the list, obviously the list, right? Stupid idiot. You're going to get it. That was a good one. The gift of Jericho. Drink it in, man. And now a little bit of the bubbly. So um, I guess those are kind of the, the, you know, the hits of Jericho. And if I was in a rock and roll band, if you look at that, the last five of them came in the last three years. So I've had a really late career resurgence of, of this whole new pantheon of greatest hits of the catchphrase world. Difference is none of those ones ever really went viral, I don't think. I think the list might have gone viral, yeah, for sure. But making these videos for a little bit of the bubbly, and I'm going to say it like that every time, drive you nuts. Uh, I've never experienced it before. Now, basically what happened was we did All Out, the show in Vegas, or sorry, yeah, Chicago, and they said to me, uh, when you're finished your match, my match with Hangman Page, which I really enjoyed, you're going to come through the curtain and we're going to do some stuff for you. And, and we're going to do this. I'm like, just tell me about it after the show is done. Cause I got to worry about this match. I don't have time to really think about, you know, different catchphrases or different, uh, you know, after show things or whatever. So I come through and they say, okay, you're going to uh, just walk through the crowd and you're going to go uh, to your dressing room, your private dressing room, where you're going to have like a, a champagne ceremony. And we're going to cover the walls of the dressing room with plastic tarps so you um, you know won't ruin it or whatever. So I'm like, okay, great. So I come through. I still got blood streaming down uh, my, my face. And they say, okay, you're going to go walk through the crowd now. And of course, you know, what am I going to walk through the crowd and not say anything? So I just start throwing out random insults and just all improv stuff. We have to cut it because the microphone isn't working. Then I do it again. We have to cut it because the cue wasn't right. And now I'm getting mad because... You're doing the same thing over and over again. It kind of kills the spontaneity of it. But um, finally, I think the fourth try, we went through it. And it's basically like, you know, the Goodfellas Scorsese shot where it's one long shot. I mean, just walk into the hall. I turn around. I go into the dressing room. So I'm walking down the hallway. And I'm, at first, I wasn't supposed to have a microphone, but the audio was off. So I had to grab the mic. So now I grab the mic. I go in there. And then I walk in the dressing room and then we cut it. And then I got to wait for the queue uh, where the uh, the one AEW employee uh, awards me with the title. And then I take the champagne and spray it all over the room. So we go finally rolling. Guy's standing there. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. Before that, I walk in and I, I walk into the dressing room and I see basically what they've put in there. Now, when I left to go to the match... 
this plastic tarp wasn't up. When I come back, the tarp is up, and there's a, 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 a champagne bottle and a bucket of ice, and there's like a deli tray. And I'm thinking, like, that's the worst spread ever. And of course, I'm just seeing this for the first time. So it's total improv of me walking there. And I see, look at this cheap salami here and I throw it away. And I see a little thing of olives. Well, I said, you know, look at this olive. There's nothing in there. And this one's got a little guy in there. Total spinal tap. If you've ever seen spinal tap, Nigel Tufnell is angry because of the uh, backstage rider. And he's mad that the uh, the bread is too small for the for the meat and that the olives don't all have little guys in there like pimento. So I just threw that out there. thought it'd be funny. And, and then I turn around and I say, see the champagne thing. Now, I always remember this. Like, I shouldn't be giving away my own secrets, but it's totally from Dumb and Dumber. Like when Jim Carrey and, 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 uh, and Jeff Daniels are standing there when they're at the auction right before he kills the owl with the... <laughs> with the cork out of the uh, wine bottle, out of the champagne bottle. And he goes, a little bit of the bubbly. So, of course, I just take it and do it a little bit more guttural. And I'm like, okay, so there's, little, there's this olives and there's no little guy in here. And there's this little guy in there. And I got, now I'm going to have a little bit of the, little bit of the bubbly. And uh, I just said it out of passing. No thought of it ever again. Am I going to say it again in the future? No. Did I plan it to be a big catchphrase? Of course not. It's just me being stupid walking around backstage trying to think of stuff to say. That's entertaining and funny. So all this brouhaha happens with the belt and, and all that stuff. And then, I'm, you know, you go online and you're reading the different opinions about the belt and the different stories about the belt and this sort of thing. And I see, it's not really a meme, it's a video. But if I say meme, you know what I'm talking about. The first one I saw was on Twitter. And it was the Lou Baggage uh, Jr. of Mambo Number no. 5. A little bit of bubble on my side. A little bit of baba on my side. Of course, they changed it. A little bit of bubbly on my side. A little bit of bubbly on my side. Anything fine, it's all good. Let me jump in, please sing in the trumpet. A little bit of the bubbly in my life. A little bit of the bubbly by my side. I just thought, like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, definitely going to, you know, put it up on... Uh, on my Twitter, and somehow Nita Strauss from Alice Cooper's band and her boyfriend, Josh, they DM'd me that one. They thought it was so funny. So I was able to save it on my phone and then I posted it on Instagram. Once again, no intention that I would ever do anything or that anybody would ever make another, another one or a different version of it or whatever it may be. And then a couple hours later, Nita sends me another one. It's of the, uh, uh, of, uh, was the Limp Biscuit thing. I won't lie, then I can't deny. I did it all for the bubbly. Come on. For the bubbly. Come on. So you can take that cookie and stick it up your Oh. 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 It was another one that I just, I was able to save it on my phone because she had sent it to me. And just so ridiculous. And I thought that's really funny because this other one is now incorporated the, ooh. Ooh, so I post that one too. Now at this point in time, the Limp Biscuit one has two hundred sixty-two thousand views on Instagram, and the Bega one has two hundred forty-eight thousand views on Instagram. So you're seeing what we're going, where, where we're going here. And then you know I, I go on to Twitter, and now they're just getting pumped out one after another, after another, after another. So now everyone's getting hip to it, and that's all people are doing. They're imitating it. You know, we're doing Fozzie shows, and I don't ever really encourage wrestling chants, but I can hear a, 
little bit of the bubbly. And of course, everyone tries to say it like me. Now, I was just trying to say it like Jim Carrey and just to be an idiot. But that's the, the beauty of it. Like people are now trying to use the voice, which makes it even funnier. It's like when, you know, when, when you go to Abbey Road, if you've ever been there in Liverpool, and of course the famous album cover shot of, of the Beatles walking across Abbey Road. And everyone's trying to walk across like the tourists like the Beatles, like straight legs if they're like marching tin soldiers or something. The Beatles were just walking. They weren't trying to take a picture with their arms extended or whatever. And that's the same thing with, with, with the bubbly thing. It's like I wasn't trying to put on a wacky voice. I just was trying to do it like, like Jim Carrey would do it. This calls for a little of the bubbly. <laughs> so what is it that makes something like this get so popular to where there's like little kids singing, like babies that can't even really speak English yet or, or can't even talk are now trying to do their bubbly imitations, right? And that to me is like so interesting. What is it that makes something go viral? It's like that, that uh, Charlie bit me finger or whatever the hell it was. Where people are just, they get so excited about it and then they just keep saying it over and over and over and over again. And now people are now going, like I mentioned, online and creating all this content, which I love because people are now getting off their phones and, you know, they're being creative. So they're still posting it on social media, but they're doing it in a really fun way. Here's, here's what I just found. A little bit of the bubbly. Total uh, <laughs> dirty dancing there. So it's, it's it's making people be creative. And I just really enjoy that and think it's really cool that people that don't even really know about wrestling or, or know about Chris Jericho or know about AEW, know about this little bit of the bubbly, know that I'm, I'm now the bubbly guy. And from circumstances completely out of my control, once again, I'm the most talked about guy in wrestling today. And it's like, who would think it, you know, getting a belt stolen and then going straight into the bubbly, everyone's talking about Chris Jericho. So uh, a little bit of the bubbly was trending number one on Twitter. Hashtag a little bit of the bubbly. Like, what? How does that even happen? So, like I said, it's lifted, not stolen, but lifted from, from, from Dumb and Dumber. And quite often, I use movies to get inspiration for... Um, some of the different catchphrases and all that sort of stuff. Like if you think about it, like a, would you please shut the hell up was taken from um, what's the movie with Adam Sandler and his grandma's. Is it happy, happy Madison, uh, happy Gilmore. Yeah. Billy Madison, happy Gilmore. I think is his grandma's, you know, old or whatever. And, and, and the guy from the, from the old folks home is Ben Stiller. She goes, can I have a glass of milk? He goes, you can have a glass of shut the hell up. So I thought that would be pretty funny. So I got that from there. Uh, of course, the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll. Do you guys know where that's from? That's totally from the Road Warrior. Not the Road Warriors. The original Road Warrior with Mel Gibson, where um, one of the characters is wearing like a mask. I think it's Lord Humongous. And the guy refers to him as the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll. Ask Him came from uh, Jushin Liger. He would always say that. Ask Him. Ask Him when he had somebody in a, in a hold. So I started saying that once again, that became kind of a viral, well, a wrestling catchphrase, at least. Um, best in the world at what I do. Well, there were so many best in the world at that point. And at this point in time, when I said that, I really believe that I was 
on certain nights, the best in the world, probably down 2008, 2009. And of course, it led to a, a, a pretty good feud with CM Punk because when I left the WWE and came back, now he was using the best in the world. So um, that's where that one came from. You just made the list. That was a Jimmy Jacobs invention. Stupid idiot. I mean, that's just being stupid. And um, you're going to get it. I just wanted to see if I could, like I had super confidence a couple of years ago with, with catchphrases in the list and the, the gift of Jericho and all that sort of stuff. And I want to see like, it's almost like a workshop. Like I think I can get anything over, even the word it. Let me see if I can do it. And that's where I became, like I just started using it. Like, You're going to get it. And if you wait long enough, people would then chant it with you. Like, I'll tell you something, you're going to get, and people, you'll say anything. And I go, it, <sighs> huge reaction on that. So you just, like I said, you just never know what people are going to get into and why they get into it. The uh, drink it in man that came from Paul McCartney. And he was talking about how every show he likes to take a moment to go to the front of the stage and not say anything. Just look at all the crowd, look at all the lights and just drink it in. And then you add a man at the end of it, just being obnoxious, like a typical Jericho idiot. And that's where you have, you know, that sort of thing. So, and like, like I said, like it's just a very intriguing topic to think about it. So, and also too, like, what do you do with a little bit of the bubbly? Like, okay, we're not on TV right now, super hot. So obviously, and now that I have it kind of in my chamber, I can break it out, use it, but you don't want to overdo it. That's the thing too. You want to make people wait for it. And like, like that's why I, I think, you know, there's all these merchandise that, that came out, including the, a little bit of a bubble, a little bit of the bubbly T-shirt, which, when all this stuff was going down, I was talking to Ryan Barkin from Pro Wrestling Tees about some other stuff, and he was sending me a lot of the memes. And I'm like, dude, we got to do a bubbly shirt because the one good thing about about uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is they make them per order, so they don't have to go ship them away and get them designed and get them made. Like they can just put a design up, start selling them that night if they want to, because then they get you know. 500 orders and then they'll make 500 shirts so I said dude like we gotta do a shirt tonight and he's like absolutely so he sent me a couple of designs I didn't really like it we worked on it a bit the design that you saw came out the color is like yellow and I'm like well that's because champagne is yellow it has to have a little champagne flavor to it and we put it up on sale and it became the top selling item in a 24 hour period in Pro Wrestling T's history of all the stuff they have a little bit of the bubbly was the number one selling t-shirt in one day in their history. I just think that's great. You know, like once again, you got to strike while the iron is hot, but I don't want this to just be a flash in the pants. So now I have to figure out how do you keep the bubbly going? So whenever I say it, it gets a huge reaction, right? And thankfully we're only four weeks away from TV. So it's not too bad. And these memes just have kept it alive better than ever. You know, so that kind of has helped me. And then the social media influence of it. Don't blame it on sunshine. Don't blame it on moonlight. Don't blame it on good times. Blame it on the bubbly. You know, everyone was making their own versions of the uh, of the bubbly teas. The one I really liked was the bubbly club, like the bullet club, like the alpha club. And I sent that to him, like, we can't use this, but this is so ridiculous. So, yeah, you don't want to do that one. But, um, you know, there's a couple different versions of the Bubbly Club. And then someone made, like, a bubbly pin that you would, like, pin on your jacket. We had to send out a cease and desist because everyone wants to take advantage of it. But, hey, 
it's mine, you know. So then people are making posters and they're making, you know, all these different graphics and it's all based around a little bit of the bubbly. I think one of the reasons why everyone likes saying it too is because it's fun to say. Like I mentioned, like you get that, you know, a little bit of a bass in your voice and it's almost like the list. Like you just made the list. It wasn't just me saying, you just made the list. You got to put a little bass in your voice, right? You just made the list. You know, a little bit of the bubbly. Never, ever again. Like all that stuff is in the inflections and the way you say it, which is almost like, you know, a great, uh, you know, like a great stand-up comedian like Chris Rock. Like you can, you can read Chris Rock's material off a piece of paper and it's not funny. Oh, dad always ate the big piece of chicken. All right, whatever. And then when he says, you want the big piece of chicken? I want the big piece of chicken. Like the, the delivery of it is the genius of it. And I think that's one of the things like they always say, we talk about in wrestling, like the best characters are the real person just turned up to the 10th degree. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've had some success with catchphrases and as a personality is because let's face it, newsflash, I'm a ham, right? Like I like being in the spotlight and I like, you know, being the singer and being the center of attention and it makes you a little bit obnoxious. So the Chris Jericho character, and it is a character as you turn up that obnoxious factor. And that's where all of these kind of inflections come from. And I think people dig that and little kids dig it too. Like I mentioned earlier, like I've been watching some videos of just little kids going, Hey dad, I want a little bit of bubbly. Like all of their, imitations of the term comes from my voice and my intonations from and all that sort of thing. So I think that's one of the reasons right there why it became super popular. And then it was just so freaking easy to make these, these videos. Like anytime, like I want, there's a great queen one. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. And I want a little bit of bubbly, like, or I need, or I love like, uh, there's a great I want to hold your hand I want a little bit of the bubbly like I mean come on dude like this stuff it just writes itself and I think when when you get that cool factor going where everyone wants to get involved and once again like I mentioned earlier I really enjoyed the fact that people are being creative like I was able to spur them into creativity and I don't know how they're doing it I don't I can't edit anything I'm sure you could probably do it on your phone but some of the edits are kind of cheap and crappy and other ones are like amazing <laughs> like this looks like a professionally done thing and people are just doing it in their you know in their house or wherever and that is cool like i always love the fact and i say this quite a bit that i have a responsibility to continue to give the friends of Jericho, the fans of Jericho, cool stuff to do in their lives. Stuff that, 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 you know, makes them happy. Whether it's, you know, it's the Jericho cruise or we we're going to AEW or a cool Fozzie video or whatever it might be. We're doing stuff in a fun way. And I think that's very important because if you don't do that, I think people get bored of you. All right, so we're talking about what exactly makes something go viral and what makes something become kind of a, a catchphrase that sweeps the nation and transcends just wrestling. And 
you know, I'm just throwing theories out there. I just thought this would be interesting to kind of discuss and discuss amongst yourselves and then send it any theories you might have to at Talk is Jericho. But, you know, we talked about the, the T-shirts and, of course, everybody wanted to do the videos and everybody, I got a great uh, shout out from a football game, I think Cleveland Browns game, where guys are just sitting there going like, yeah, we're here tailgating and drinking a little bit of the bubbly. Like, I didn't realize people actually drank champagne so much. You know, I think that might have been the first pull of champagne I had in a long time. And my wife likes mimosas, but it's a completely different thing. That's champagne with orange juice. So another thing, too, is that I was getting a bunch of people saying, like, oh, you should connect with a, a champagne company. And I'm like, well, I should. So I kind of start putting some feelers out to see, like, hey, like, can you imagine how uh, Chris Jericho's a little bit of the bubbly champagne would sell, you know, some cheap ass, you know, twist off the, uh, the bottle champagne, but it has a cool label and it's a cool catchphrase. And like I said, how long does the catchphrase last for? Is it going to be kind of like, what's up? Or you get sick of it? Like, you know, in a month, two months, a year, you know, 20 years. Like, I don't know. Um, it's, 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 it's just so funny. Like it's, it's cool to try and analyze it. But it's also just as cool just to, you know, kind of hold the tail of the dragon and go for a ride. But so I have talked to a couple uh, champagne companies and I've been through this before. Actually, I didn't tell you guys this, but I kind of got screwed and sworn hoggled by a company. I was going to do wine 2J, my own brand of wine. You hear me? Wine 2J, get it? W-I-N-E 2J. We had the bottle picked out. We had the label made. We had everything. And of course, some charlatan took my money and ran away so if you're listening curse you and if you're listening and you own a champagne company hit me up on the twitter maybe we can get uh, get a deal done you know before before it's uh this before this stuff cools down but i mean you know like it's just really interesting to go through the different steps of seeing how this became popular and, and how it just jumps right away to where you know um I heard it on ESPN. Oh, it was a great, it was a great throw by you know the 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 quarterback for the you know Tampa Bay Bucks. And the guy's gonna go afterwards and celebrate with a little bit of the bubbly. So you know, like I said, here we are with this whole new uh, uh, phrase that's sweeping the nation. And I, I think you know, like uh, you, you got to know when you know you get that lightning in a bottle, and. It's funny because it was a Hurricane Helms gave me the idea of calling myself the history maker. And I thought that's a great idea. Unfortunately, history maker is put to the side right now because all anybody wants to do is talk about, you know, a little bit of the bubbly. So I, I think because sometimes you have catchphrases that don't work. Um, I've, I've said this before, but I thought Razzle Dazzle was going to be huge. You're saying, what? Razzle Dazzle. Like a little Razzle Dazzle. Of course, got to put a little, little bit of uh, obnoxiousness on it. A little Razzle Dazzle. Um, Y2J, Chris Jericho is going to Razzle Dazzle you. Uh, didn't really work because you say it a couple times and when nobody uh, responds in kind and nobody's making signs of it, which is a lesson I learned from Jimmy Hart years ago. You can't make people write signs. If they're bringing signs that say Chris Jericho on them, and they know Chris Jericho's getting popular. Uh, if you try and shove razzle-dazzle down their throats and they're not uh, responding, you got to move on to the next one. Another one that I thought was going to be huge, huge, I say, was get it, got it, good. And I would say the first part, get it, 
and the crowd would go, got it. And then I would go, good. Um, yeah, I kind of gave up on that one pretty quickly because it didn't really go anywhere. But uh, I thought that still could work. Maybe if there's a, a, a young a youngster, a young wrestler out there that, that wants a catchphrase, you have my permission to steal that one. Get it? Got it. Good. Just that good. I remember Steve Austin one time, uh, he was trying to get a, a catchphrase over. You got to put a little stink on it. I guess like in baseball or something like that, if you're going to throw a pitch, you got to put a little stink on it. You make it a little dirty, I guess. And he went through the whole thing. I was like, you know, I'm going to come in the ring, put a little stink on it. Take out my watch, put a little stink on it. Give you a punch in the face, give a little stink on it. Didn't really get over very well. <laughs> and Steve Austin would know, once again, what? People still chatting to the state, what? You know? And then like the, the, the most basic catchphrase that everyone says anytime someone throws a, a chop is, whoa, whoa. Everyone knows that one. I mean, talk about an iconic generation spanning catchphrase of just whoa but you know it's the same thing with like uh, I'm gonna go through some catchphrases in my head Randy Savage but ooh yeah I can't do it like I'm not trying to be imitating their voices especially when I have a scratchy throat but ooh yeah was a big one and then once again no one's writing on a piece of paper for Randy Machman Savage a writer in the back going here's your catchphrase Mr. Man Mr. Macho Man you know Booker T, tell me he didn't just say that. Tell me he didn't just say that. Obviously, Booker's from the street, just like Conan. Conan had a lot of, uh, I remember he said, you know, guys coming after me, but I'm ghost. Like, I'm out of here. And rowdy, rowdy, and bowdy, bowdy. I still don't really know what that means because I'm not from the streets, but I was saying it like everybody else. But that's, like I said, it's a product of where you're from, a product of your environment. Like we said, you are your best personality the best characters is your personality turned up to the 10th degree. Yes. There's one for you. Daniel Bryan. Yes. I mean, how easy is that to say? And that one went totally viral when they almost kind of cut it off at the seams, uh, at the le- at the knees, because I remember like NFL teams were chanting it and baseball teams were chanting it. And for some reason, WWE didn't go all the way with it from the mainstream standpoint, but still was huge still is he can say it whenever he wants and people get nuts it's just like what uh, it doesn't matter of course the rock doesn't matter what your name is i'll still get that once i remember i was on my own cruise last year my own cruise chris jericho's rock and wrestling rager at sea which is almost sold out still a few cabins left like 10 that's that's the truth and some kid came up to me and went what's your name and i was like uh it doesn't matter what your name is i'm like kid come on that was like 15 years ago but The Rock had a lot of catchphrases. I mean, you, uh, stick this boot straight up your candy ass. And uh, if you smell what The Rock is cooking and SmackDown was originally his. Once again, the guys who have the catchphrases are always the biggest stars. And it's good if you have more than one. I remember Mr. Kennedy had a great one. Mr. Kennedy. But he only had one. And once you kind of go through that, you got to come up with some new stuff or else people get bored of you. So um, that's why... You know, once again, trying not to get you guys bored of me, so I got to come up with new stuff. Uh, what you going to do, brother, when Hulkamania runs wild on you? That's obviously a good one. Everyone knows Hulk Hogan. I'm actually, I looked up a list that said the top catchphrases in WWE history. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Eh, I don't know if that's really much of a catchphrase. I think Road Dog had a good one uh, with his whole spiel. It was more of a speech, I guess. 
that that one really worked. I mean, Vince McMahon, you're fired. That's a good one. And that's the thing too. I, like if I was in the WWE right now, I'm sure I'd be saying that quite often, every week, a couple times a week, because you got to strike while the iron is hot. But like I said, it's a fine line between striking when the iron is hot, getting people interested and familiar with the catchphrase, but also not overdoing it, because you want to try and get as much as as you can out of the catchphrase from a longevity standpoint. You know, I think, uh, excuse me, Nikki Guerrero, talk about coming out of nowhere. And that was just her saying, excuse me, trying to get people's attention. And then it becomes her whole gimmick, right? Finally, The Rock comes back to whatever. That was a good one. That's the bottom line. Steve Austin, suck it, DX. Give me a hell yeah, Stone Cold. Uh, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, Bret Hart. Have a nice day, Mick Foley. Here's one. Can you dig it, sucker? Just saying it, no big deal. Say it in Booker T's voice. Can you dig it, sucker? Sucker? Hey, yo, Razor Ramon, best in the world, CM Punk. Get the tables, Dudley Boys. Mr. Kennedy said that one already. Everyone's got a price. It's true. It's damn true. All of these things, just basic, basic, what do you say? When you're coining a term, just basic terms. But people go nuts for them. And you put it on a T-shirt and you sell, you know, hundreds and thousands of T-shirts and you have, you know, the biggest selling T-shirt in a, in a, in a history of a, of a company whose job is to sell T-shirts. Um, so it's very, very exciting. But of course, catchphrases aren't just um, limited to wrestling. I mean, all over the place from you know, rock and roll to, to movies. You know, you're talking about movie catchphrases. I mean, I think... I'll be back has got to be one of the biggest catchphrases of all time, right? I'll be back. Like, it's just everyone knows that, you know, and I'm sure once again, just like a little bit of the bubbly, you don't know it's going to be a catchphrase. You don't know it's going to be super popular and quoted for the rest of your life when you first say it. It's just like you don't know when you write a book that it's going to be, you know, Pet Cemetery or when you write a song, you don't know it's going to be can't get no satisfaction. You just write it. You put it out, you do your best, right? Um, but there's so many of these moments that are just completely classic, classic, classic uh, points of pop culture icon, icon stuff. Iconoclast? I don't know what it is. They become pop culture icon, iconic. That's what I'm thinking of, iconic, like the Australian chicks in WWE. You know, like ones like... Uh, I don't know, Pulp Fiction's got a bunch of Royale with cheese. I mean, I went to Paris specifically to McDonald's just to have a Royale with cheese. It was just like a normal cheeseburger. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. That's a big one. Die Hard, right? Everyone remembers that. Uh, Yo, Adrian. It's Rocky. Wax on, wax off. I'm just thinking about that one. I mean, there's no way when they were making Karate Kid, they went, okay, this one is going to be like the shit, right? Um, good morning, Vietnam. That's a good one. Uh, you know, may the force be with you. Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> I mean, who even knows what's going to make something uh, get this point? The dude abides. From dude Big Lebowski just keeps swimming from finding Nemo. Shaken, not stirred. Uh, James Bond. You know, show me the money for that one. Uh, Surely you could be wrong. Uh, I'm not wrong and don't call me Shirley. You know, once once again, uh, it just it, it gets into your head and it's fun to say it and it's fun to do it. And it just becomes like, well, I think when people repeat it, 
it becomes part of the pop culture lexicon. That's the word I was looking for before. Uh, and if it's, especially if it's a popular movie, like I see dead people or uh, to infinity and beyond. I mean, all that stuff is, uh, is, you know, you, all you have to do is just say it and people know exactly what it's from. What movie is this from? We're on a mission from God. Classic. And that's just in the movies. The TV has got is it just as many. To the moon, Alice. Bang, zoom, to the moon. How you doing? I used to have a how you doing t-shirt. Joey Tribbiani and friends. Hello, Newman. Seinfeld. That was a good one. Kiss My Grits. That was Flo from uh, Alice. It's kind of a old school one there. Dynamite. That was a big one. I remember the 70s. Everybody was talking about dynamite. Um, you know, I guess once, once again, it's fun to say it sticks in your head and, you know, it becomes part of your, uh, of your life. So and as we da- wind down here, I think the best part of, of a little bit of the bubble. And once again, you know, I'm on tour here with Fozzie right now and we're on tour with Jared James Nichols and Jared's like, yeah, how about that bubbly thing? Or my friend Charlie texts me about how about that bubbly thing? And uh, I think the best part of it is, is not only from a personal standpoint, it makes Chris Jericho back in the spotlight. Not that I've been out of it, but you know, you're getting this mainstream publicity, which gives AEW an identity. Cause once again, right now you're talking about a wrestling company that's had a couple shows uh, but nothing really uh, specific on TV yet. What exactly is AEW? My mission from the start was to do everything completely different from the WWE. So when you see AEW's version of Chris Jericho, it now is about the bubbly and about the pain maker and history maker. If we continue with that and changing the universe and you know, a different look and different tights and a different jacket with the spikes on it and different hair. And I've always said, like, when you move from one place to another, whether you're turning heel or babyface or spanning, you know, years and years and years of being on weekly TV, you have to do things differently so people understand that it's different stuff. You know, like I said, like when I stopped wearing long tights and switched to the shorts and got rid of the countdown and, and all the got rid of the whole Y2J thing. I wanted people to know this is back in 2008 when I turned heel. I wanted people to know that I was serious. This is a new guy. It's a whole new world. And that's what kind of by establishing a little bit of the bubbly. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fun to say, isn't it? Uh, by establishing that that's now an AEW property. It's got nothing to do with WWE. So it's something that, that people can go, Oh, Okay. I know what AEW is because I heard the bubbly thing. And even though we know Jericho is a WWE, you know, former WWE star, the bubbly guy, the bubbly Jericho is an AEW property. You know, just like I wouldn't bring the list over to WWE, uh, over to AEW from WWE, copyrights notwithstanding, I wouldn't bring the bubbly to New Japan. You know, it's specifically for that place. And I like that. I like that it's establishing an identity. And like I said before, that's one of the reasons why, you know, before when I was trying to decide between AEW and WWE, it was like, was like could I go back to the WWE and keep putting people on the list? And I talked earlier about you don't want to overkill something and, and shove it down people's throats. Now, people still love the list. But think about that. The list is in the past now. Before everyone used to say at autograph societies, can you put me on the list? 
can you write you just be the list and i have to say like no the rules are like you can't request to be on the list and you can't request for me to put somebody else on the list you want to put someone on the list get your own freaking list and now it's can you write a little bit of the bubbly uh can you say a little bit of the bubbly and you know it's not annoying but it's just as much of like i can't say a little bit of the bubbly a hundred times nor can i sign it on a funko pop it's a lot of writing but the reinvention continues and my whole point about reinvention is you never know when it's going to strike do we know the list was going to be so big of course not now do we know bubbly's going to be so big of course not and bubbly has to stand the test of time like a year from now if we play it right if i play it right and we get you know chris jericho's bubbly out there and we get uh, some more bubbly t-shirts and we say it at the right time in the right place on tv or on social media hopefully that catchphrase will be just as strong as never ever again you know y2j i mean there's a catchphrase right there right it's a name but it's a catchphrase those ones are to the test of time so you have to play it right and when you catch this lightning in a bottle and realize holy smokes are we so lucky am i so lucky that this happened you know, not only did it take the focus off the stupid belt story, which, like I said, I'll tell at a different time, but it, it we really took something negative and made it completely positive and then sprinkle in this hilarious, you know, new uh, uh, catchphrase that's sweeping the nation. And, dude, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to go on Twitter, and I guarantee since we started doing this podcast, you know, almost an hour ago, there'll be a new uh, – here's what I got right here. So that's somebody just posted that since we've been on the, the air uh, of Matt Hardy, broken Matt Hardy, <laughs> edited in with bubbly. So, um, you know, it, it's it's so ridiculous. And I love how it works. And another tweet is uh, from a band, I guess we're on the same radio show. Fozzie's on the same show as us. We must say thank you to Fozzie and I'm Jericho. Uh, we will now have a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> like... <laughs> So there you go. Like I said, um, why is it so popular? I remember Paul Stanley said one time, it's like, you know, you can try and figure out why something is popular. You could just sit back and roll with it. So hopefully uh, I'll build a whole bubbly empire that uh, <laughs> I can retire and send my kids to college with. Uh, if I can't, it sure provided some great content for uh, for a few days, weeks, months, years, whatever it could be. Uh, and my advice to you is if you're thinking about doing a bubbly video and you can do one that hasn't been done before, do it. I try to retweet everyone. Listen, they're not all gold, but some of them are freaking hilarious. Like there's a David Lee Roth one of uh, just a gigolo. I mean, come on, man. You can't, uh, you can't write that stuff. So... And that's my advice too to, to, to people in show business, in wrestling. Read the lay of the land. You know? And like Jimmy Hart said, if you say something once and someone puts it on a sign, signs aren't as prevalent now. The sign uh, has kind of gone down a little bit, at least for AEW. I'm sure in WWE they're still very prevalent. But watch how people react when you say something. And I guess the best barometer is not just signs in the arena, it's on social media, it's on Twitter, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook. Are they reacting to something that you say, said or you did? A move, maybe? A line? A catchphrase? Uh, the other one that people kind of pick up is Le Champion. 
So Le Champion is going to have a little bit of the bubbly. Like, you know, don't have any inhibitions. Commit to what you're doing. Something I learned in the Groundlings. And give it your all. If you do that, people will appreciate it and get behind you for doing that. And I think that's a pretty uh, pretty cool way to look at things. Just take a chance. And if you say something or do something that you notice people are imitating, enjoying, talking about, write it out, see where it goes. You know, it's not always going to be the list or a little bit of bubbly. It might be more of a get it, got it, good. The other one was you can't kill rock and roll and you can't kill Chris Jericho either. That came directly from D. Snyder. You can't kill rock and roll. You can't kill Twisted Sister either. Uh, that one never got over very good. <laughs> but I wasn't very convincing when I delivered those lines. So um, once again, if you believe in something, say it. Uh, try things. Try things that maybe are a little bit different. I'm talking mostly to, to people that are in wrestling. But even in life, don't be afraid to try something, uh, even if you think it's ridiculous. And, and don't rely on anything other than your instincts. Like I said, the the bubbly thing came for me just want to be stupid like Jim Carrey was and now we have all of this. So Jim Carrey's probably at home in his palatial mansion in his palatial estate going, "Damn it, Jericho, you owe me some royalties." But hey, what's old is new and we now have the hottest catchphrase in the world today. And uh so I'm pretty pumped about that. Pretty excited about it. I'm going to go lie down, relax take my shoes off, pour myself a little bit of the bubbly and uh, enjoy the ride and see where it goes. So love you guys. We'll see you uh, later on this week. And uh, thank you so much for uh, always providing a lot of fun and entertainment to me because this is it's exciting for me to, to have all this happening. And whether I'm the party host or the catalyst or whatever, you're the ones that took this and made it into a catchphrase. It's not my genius mind where I can sit back and go, well, of course. I mean, I obviously knew that a little bit of the bubbly was going to be the, the top thing ever. I, could, I, I conducted research and I did polls and I, I did uh, uh, surveys. And this is exactly what I knew what people wanted. And now I'm going to sit back and, and revel, reveal, revere in my geniusness. No. Said it. Somebody picked it up with that very first meme video little bit of bubbly on my side and suddenly here we are so that's on you guys for doing it continue to do so if i ever say something stupid that you think is funny make the videos for it and uh let's get more catchphrases going on so be cool and we'll see you guys soon uh stay hard stay hungry stay wet uh we'll see you soon and a big yeah boy a little bit of the bubbly a little bit of the bubbly anything fine it's all good let me in the trumpet. A little bit of the bubbly. In my life. A little bit of the bubbly. By my side. A little bit of the bubbly. That's all I need. A little bit of the bubbly. That's what I see. A little bit of the bubbly. In the sun. A little bit of the bubbly. All night long. A little bit of the bubbly. Here I am. A little bit of the bubbly.